Hey, Hirschbachers, welcome back to another episode of Getting Schmidt Done. Thanks for joining me this week. Happy to be joined by Matt Green. Welcome, Matt. Thanks. Glad to have we are just, it's been, a, I had to take last week off, so it's been a little bit, so you're you're going to kick off, you're going to get me back in the rhythm of doing every week, so I appreciate you joining, Matt. Um, safety message of the week, I'm, I'm happy, I guess I want to, I'll jump backwards. Uh, Matt's joining because his driver is, we had one of his drivers as driver of the month, so I thought it'd be great for him to announce it uh, to the fleet, and uh, that'll be kind of the cadence that we'll do moving forward, so excited for that. Um, kick off with the safety message as usual. Uh, this one is about following distance. Pop quiz, Matt, what's our following distance? Seven seconds. Seven seconds. Good job. You passed. Um, all jokes aside, it's really that seven seconds is really important. You know, and I, I won't ask you this one because I don't think I even knew the exact breakdown. But, you know, why is seven seconds necessary? Um, we've got a second for perception time. You know, how long does it take you to recognize something? We've got a second to react. So how long, once you realize what to do to hit the brake, you've got a half second for the lags with our air brakes. You hit the pedal, you don't stop immediately. There's a lag between there. So there's two and a half seconds total there. Stopping distance, obviously that is very, the big variable there is how fast you're going and how quickly you need to stop. But take a, a truck from 60 60 miles an hour to stop it's about three to three and a half seconds and then a second for just a little bit extra space to give you a little bit additional time so there's where our seven seconds comes from um and it, it those that following distance allows you to have a lot more outs than if you are not there so hu huge deal um 22 preventables last week which is down from 29 the week before so moving in the right direction and also, we have only have nine so far this week, so we're off to a great start. Uh, let's finish strong and uh, and beat the 22 of last week. So great work there. All right, now time for Drivers of the Month. Matt, you want to kick us off with of the over-the-road one? So uh, Driver of the Month I got this week is Maria. And, you know, when you think of a, prof a professional driver, she kind of, you know, embodies that as a whole, you know, between being punctual, on time, safety, never had any safety events, never been on SIP, and then, you know, the communication goes a big way, whether, you know, maybe we're already running late or even if there's a possibility getting ahead. So she checks all those boxes off for us. And then on top of that, she's a trainer for us. So when you take a professional driver and you combine that with training someone who maybe wants to get into this industry and working closely with her when she does that, you know, we're able to grow organically. And then, of course, I like to take those drivers on my board because I work well with them already. And being able to produce more drivers that are like her for us specifically, I think it's a great deal. And I think sometimes it's underappreciated. Oh, for so sure. nominating her for that, I think is a big win for not just her, but I think us as a company to show, you know, what we try and strive for to, you know, create drivers like her and ultimately, you know, make people safe on the road as well. That's really good. That's really, that's really good. That's re good job, Matt. Um, Maria, great work. Uh, you definitely deserve it. And yeah, we wish, uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see the impact that as a trainer the, of, of what you can have on, you know, lives, mm -hmm. you know, the driver's lives as well as the motoring public. You know, the more safe drivers you can train and get on the road, the better it is for everyone. So it's pretty cool. Um, on the dedicated side, uh, Steve uh, won. Um, his driver leader, uh, he said he's a perfect example of all in to win. He's always willing to help out the fleet in any way. He's one of the hardest riders on the fleet and takes pride in his work. Uh, you can always count on Steve to get his deliveries early, and he does it all while practicing the safe six. 
There's nothing that Steve will not do if it means helping out the team. We're extremely lucky to have him. So congratulations, Steve, and congratulations, Maria. All right, now it is time for the lukewarm seat. Are you ready for this, oh, man? Oh, yeah. Hit me with them. <laughs> Matt's pretty nervous. I'm just kidding. He's definitely not nervous. Um, all right, Matt, simple questions. That's why it's the lukewarm seat. Sure. How long have you been at Hirschbach? I've been here just over two years. June is actually my two-year anniversary, so... Man, I feel like you've been here longer than I know. That. I know. I've I've been asked before if I trained Ron, and I definitely have not. <laughs> so, yeah. Two years. Well, congrats. What did you say? When is it? Two years? It was June. It was June. It was okay. June. All right. So you're almost two and a half. Okay. Yep. That, that's a little better. All right. Um, so you've been here almost two and a half years. Uh, I assume you like it a little bit. Why Why do you like trucking? Uh, honestly, my favorite thing is it's it's not the same thing every day. You know, it's not a you come in, you crunch numbers, you go home. Mm-hmm. Everything's different. Um, trying to explain it to people who maybe aren't in the trucking industry, it's like a puzzle, but the pieces are always changing shape. That's exactly what I say as well. So sure. it's it keeps you on your toes, fast thinking, fast paced. You know, you're never there's not really a time where you're in limbo or bored. For sure. And not only do they change shape, you get it solved, and then they start changing That's shape. Right. That's yep. the worst part about it. Right? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> it's never solved. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I think pro- it sounds like problem solving is the answer to this question, but is, the, you know, what is your favorite thing to do at work? Uh, probably that. And honestly, I like the, you know, the camaraderie you form, not with just with your drivers, but you know, other people in yeah. uh, OTR would be for me, but it's, it's fun. You know, you have good relationships with those people around you and you're able to add like your personalities into it. And, you know, it makes the job enjoyable. You know, there's not a day when I come to work and I'm like, Oh gosh, I really don't want to go, you know? I yeah, don't, I don't hit that for sure at that point. Same. And there's, there's a lot of challenges in, mm-hmm. in this role, whether you're on the road or in the office, um, trying to help, help deal with some of those that happen on the road. It's there's uh, to, to find, I, I, you know, you're, you're very good at staying positive and, uh, that's, that's needed because it's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of tough situations and our drivers need that for us sometimes right. because, you know, we, we think we get frustrated in here. Imagine how frustrating it is yeah. out there, right? Yeah. So they need us to be positive and help them through those situations. And I tell myself, like, there's there's not a day you go home absolutely defeated, right? As long as you can go home and be like, hey, I did something positive today, yep. you know, that's enough to yeah. know, keep it going. 100%. You can't expect 100 wins a day. No, If you get one or two good ones, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, right. that's a positive that's for right. sure. All right, so that's work. Uh, what do you like to do outside of work, Matt? Oh, goodness. Aside um, from going to Taylor like Swift concerts, concerts. Right? My wife's a big Taylor Swift fan, so uh, I did go, and she puts on a good show. Um, aside from that, you know, we like to cook. Um, I used to work out, you know, starting here, kind of put a little kibosh of that for a while. But getting back into that, and I, I play more video games than I probably care to admit. But, you know, it kind of helps me de-stress and kind of just relax sure. a little bit after getting home. For sure. There's worse things you can do than that. Very I think. true. What, uh, so you guys like to cook. What is, what's your go-to meal? What are you known for? So uh, what my wife makes that I like is like a Cajun creamy chicken pasta. That Super sounds, good. That sounds pretty good. What I've been making, it's, I don't know, you want to call it like a chicken and pepper bake. So you put peppers on the bottom, season it, and then chicken, and then yeah. you put, I probably put way more cream cheese on top than I should. <laughs> but then you just put it in the oven, bake it for 20 minutes. 
it's outstanding. Turns out good. That's one thing she actually lets me cook instead of her because she <laughs> says I cook it better. So I'll take my wins where I can. <laughs> sure. It's probably so easy you can't mess it up. And then she's That's like, exactly hey, right. he'll finally do something. It, it's, I think she's playing with you because <laughs> it's like so every too. week I start and start having to cook more and more <laughs> meals because she's like, oh, you just make it better. Do I or do you just not want to sure? cook? <laughs> so, yeah. That has happened to me as well. I've become a very good cook chef and I was, did not used to be a good <laughs> yeah, chef. Exactly. I'm not sure what how that happened. No, nope, I just shake my head and say, yes, I'll cook. Okay, I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, I feel you there. Um, what do you feel um, your greatest accomplishment is? It doesn't have to be at work. It can be whatever you want. Oh, goodness. It's a good one. It is a good one. And it can um, be something simple. Well, at work, I think, you know, in the last couple months, we've kind of changed up boards as far as cost centers, right? Mm-hmm. So I did have, you know, a little bit of everything, teams, lease purchase, company. Now I'm primarily company solos and teams. And I think talking with Andy and one-on-ones and everything and seeing that, you know, that ticker move in the right way on the meter and getting their miles up and, you know, average pay increasing, I think that's good not just for us to show that, you know, we are able to help that cost center be successful, but also showing that we are giving the drivers what they need, you know, for their personal lives as well. Absolutely. So I think yeah. that's that's huge because I know for a long time there we were underperforming in that area. Yeah. So agree. You're definitely moving things in the right direction. And it's one thing I'm sure I don't want to speak for you, but it's one thing to see the numbers on the paper or on the computer screen go in the right direction. But the drivers can feel that, too. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, you know, there's more positives from the drivers. And, and it's reflected in, yeah. in terms, too. I, I think we lose that's a lot less company drivers now than we correct. have the last two years that I can remember, at least. Correct. And it's. It's yeah. At the end of the day, that's, that's, that's the true measure. Mm-hmm. If we're servicing, you know, if we have two customers, we have our shippers and we have our drivers, right? That's, yep. that's the two customers and how we measure service for our drivers is our term. Our term exactly. Um, how, well, I guess we kind of just answer this one too. How do you measure? So you kind of answer this. I ask how, I like to ask how do you measure success, but you know, if you've talked about, you know, taking a win or two at home at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know, anything else you'd want to add to that? I, I, that's probably my favorite So a lot of ones, say. you know, you can measure success really well in like our KPIs and like statistics, mm-hmm. right? But actually hearing that from your drivers, you know, hey, I was thinking about quitting, but you know, you've helped turn things around or, you know, freight's picking up or you've really like helped stack me up. Like just hearing that, knowing that like, you know, it goes beyond just yeah. their mile number, but they can make ends meet at their home too. For sure. Yeah, ab- absolutely. What did, uh, so we have a, a, it's every other week meeting with our driver leaders and mm-hmm. we share a win at the beginning of that. And some of them are KPI driven. Some of them are, you know, solving a problem for a driver. Mm-hmm. And one that stuck with me, I'm sure you're, maybe you know where I'm going to go with this, but you know, uh, one of our driver leaders had some feedback that, Hey, you know, I've kind of looked going somewhere else, but I'm staying here because you guys treat me like a person and not a truck number. And 100%. That is so, so, so important. And it's really cool. That's a, that was a huge win. I think it's me. deeper than people realize hearing that. So it's so it much means deeper. a lot more than just, it does. Oh, you know, my name. It know? does. It, it's, it, it does. And it's little things, you know, and it, that's a two way street. I, I would guarantee that, um, that those drivers don't treat that driver leader just as a, an office employee right. that they don't care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a two way street. There's gotta be that care and that trust going both ways. And, uh, I was talking to our new class of drivers today and, you know, I always kind of lead off with a story and I mean, but the, the number one to me, if someone asked me what's the number one way to be successful, 
or number one thing you need to be successful as a driver at, at any trucking company, it's a relationship with your driver leader. You, you cannot be successful without mm-hmm. that. So, um, that's really, that was really cool. And, uh, it shows, I think we're doing a lot of, a lot of little things the right way. Do we have a lot of work to do yet? Absolutely. But we're definitely going the right direction. Agreed. Cool. Anything else you want to share with the crew today? I just want to thank, you know, all you drivers out there on the road and especially, yeah. you know, families sure. at home too, you know, your hard work. A lot of times it's easy to get hung up on the negatives, but, um, your hard work doesn't go unnoticed. So we appreciate all that. Yeah. They have a thankless job and uh, they don't definitely don't hear it enough, but yeah, thank yep. you guys for sure. Um, I'll just wrap up with a couple things. things. Uh, freight, you know, there's, I had some really challenging questions from my new hires today about like long-term growth and technology and freight and everything else. So it was, that was very good. But you know, the, uh, the freight that we are seeing the Midwest has been, uh, we're on like fifth week in a row Crazy overbooked, yeah. where we are in a little bit of trouble. Um, so I guess if you're coming back to the Midwest on the weekends, let us know if you want to drop and keep moving. Cause we need you. That's for sure. Um, so that's a good sign. Um, we have to make sure we don't go too far on the, end of the other end of that spectrum and cause service issues for our, our shippers. But it's good because that allows us to keep our drivers moving a lot more than what we have been in the past. So, um, that should be a good sign as we get into the, I mean, we're, I, I always say as we get in the fourth quarter, it's almost November. So we're definitely into the fourth quarter. Um, but it, that's, that's been a good sign for us to continue that. And we, we it does not seem like that trend is going to slow down anytime soon. So that's good. Um, last week we came in at 97.7. Uh, so far this week we had a rough Wednesday, uh, but we're at 95.8. Um, just remember, I mean, the best way to get more good freight from our customers is by servicing our existing freight. And over, this is another thing I stress to our new drivers, over communicate. We all know things happen out there you cannot control. That's fine. Just let us know. You got to let us know. Don't ever assume we know what's going on out there. Over, over, over communicate. You agree? A hundred percent. Yeah, if we don't know about something, it's hard to fix. Good answer, so. man. Thanks for agreeing with me. Exactly. And that's, and that's part of the problem solving, right? We got to mm-hmm. know about the, it's a lot, is it easier to solve a problem the sooner you know about it or if it's too, you know I mean? It gets yeah. a lot harder to solve. Even if you don't know late. for sure, just like, Hey, it might be sure. It might we be can already problem. start. Right. Exactly. So. Or we can help you talk through a plan to make it happen. Yep. Right. Okay. Um, send me your t- I think that's it for today. Send me your topics or questions you guys want me to cover and appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. Thanks guys.